today on the TMZ Podcast. Hello and welcome to the TMZ Podcast. I'm Charlie Cotton and today I'm joined by Melanie Miller. Hello, how's it going? I'm going good. You're a camera guy just like me. Yes. You're a camera girl. Yes. You're out there in the field taking video, shooting clips, interviewing celebs. Yes. Amazing. Amazing yourself. I learned from the best, you. Oh, You're the one that it. taught me. Stop it, Mel. Yes. That is actually facts, but stop, <laughs> it. stop it still. Um, we, we got you on the show because uh, the second story we're going to do is we're going to talk about an interview you did yesterday with Kevin Costner's tenant. Yes. Um, it's an interesting story because apparently he um, like confronted the tenant over potentially sleeping or being too friendly with the ex-wife. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. Off the top, though, we're going to talk about uh, the missing submarine and hope fading over there. And finally, um, we're going to talk about Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk legitimately might have a fight, a cage fight. They're beefing online and we're going to talk about that. I can't. I think we should get all the billionaires on this. Oh yeah, yeah. billionaire cage match, everyone. The battle of the billionaires. I like that. Oh. Warren Buffett in there throwing hands. Oh, Dana White. <laughs> oh, is Dana White a billionaire? No, I mean just he uh, probably with the UFC eventually, but oh, I true. feel like he should head it. Like <laughs> okay, get wow. UFC on board. I like that. Next time you see Dana White out and about in town, you can ask him. Yeah. Okay, off the top. So hope is fading for the five missing people on board the Titan. The submersible that went down to look at the Titanic shipwreck. You know, what started with 96 hours of emergency oxygen left um, when the passengers embarked on their voyage on, on Sunday, um, by 7 a.m., um, all breathable today, by 7 a.m. today, all breathable air would have been sucked up um, by the passengers on board. So that's why hope is really fading for these five on board. Yeah. I mean, I think we're just attached to the story because we all like are obsessed with the Titanic and it's something we all probably would want to see. Mm. And we like understand why they'd want to go down there, but it's obviously insane. It is. I mean, it's, it's scarier being down there than being in outer space. You know what I mean? Like it feels more confronting to, I, I don't even know why you'd want to go down in the first place, to be honest. It doesn't seem like that much fun, but you know, it's really sad that, you know, these people who are going on like, you know, a bit of a tourist fun, it's a, it was like a vanity trip. You know, they yeah. didn't have to, that they, they, you know, it, it ends like this is just, oh, it's just horrific. Yeah. Um, the son or the stepson of the billionaire is also still beefing with people online in the midst of all of this. I think it's outrageous. Like he really feels like he's using this all for clout and like is just a privileged idiot that like took an opportunity for his stepdad dying to like rise to fame. Yeah. I mean, he went to the Blink-182 concert in the midst of this saying, oh, look, I know this is a bad look, but you know, this is what my, you know, my family would want me to do. He went to the Blink-182. He went, um, he's been... Um, flirting with an OnlyFans model. Sitting on her face. Yeah, he, he talked about how he, yes, please, he replied. Oh, he retweeted her. <laughs> said, yes, please. It's just, dude, your dad's dying. Yeah. Um, and now he's he's taken to uh, Twitter yet again, um, and he's posted a, a selfie video tagging Blink-182. So let's have a listen to what he had to say. I can't go out to the ocean. I have a legal situation keeping me here as well. I can't get on a flight. I don't have a passport. There's nothing I can do for the situation at all. So that's the truth. 
all right, this guy's. I hate him. A weird sort of dude. Um, I think it's like like he's just like like not aware and like very rich and has never had to like deal with real life problems. He's just totally tone deaf. Tone and, deaf. And like after we covered it yesterday on the show, Cardi B, you know, saying, "Dude, chill, stop posting, Go, stop going to a Blink One Eighty Two concert when your dad's dying." Um, he replied to Cardi B saying, "What a." P.O.S. Trashy Celeb Cardi B trying to get clout off me and my family suffering. I went to a Blink-182 concert for coping rather than sitting at home and watching the news. Shame on you. Cardi, get some class. Uh, I think it's like that's what he should be telling himself. It is so unbelievable that he would be doing this at a time like this and... He's he's since deleted his Twitter account. He which should, is, is, which is a good move. Yeah, because as we say, like chances are minuscule, if not less than you know, it, it, it doesn't look good for his his stepdad. Well, um, they said right. So at seven oh eight, they've run out of air. That was almost more than three hours ago. So so I mean, it's happened. You know that there, there are you know different techniques you can do to preserve the oxygen, like lying there very still and trying not to breathe. Too, they've but, absolutely panicked at some point. Got to. Because they realize they're going to die. Mm-hmm. And like, ugh, I don't know. I feel like that would be, doing that is one of the worst ways to die because it's like, you know, it's coming. There's nothing you can do. Oh. And you just have to sit and wait it out. Like that must be horrifying. It is the plot of a horror movie. Number one worst way to die. It, it, it'd have to be having that long to think about it. Yeah. You know, hopefully, as, as bad as it sounds, hopefully, like they they're under that deep pressure. Hopefully, the something is leaked in and the whole thing um, imploded. Goes quick because then you, you you barely have time to even realize what's happening. Yeah. This way, where you go, you know, oh, we got seventy eight hours, we got forty eight hours, we got yeah. twenty four, whatever. It's but you just, know that happened. You know they're just counting the seconds, lying there waiting in the darkness. Yeah. Oh God, it just sounds. I can't even. I know, and a lot of people online are saying, like, it's just, like, the Titanic clearly wants to be left alone. Like, it, it does seem weird to to go to a site and and, and a tourist destination for a, a horrific tragedy. Like, mm. it does seem like this, we should we should not be doing this. Yeah, why do you want to go and look at this old ship, which has all got all gross stuff all over it, and it's just, it, it, so how many people died on the Titanic? A lot. I probably should have found that out before this. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Um, and, and so why do you want to go and rubberneck at it? And, yeah. And, and then that's why this story captivated so many people, because it's about the Titanic. It's about, like, you know, this timeline of people running out of air. Yeah. Which kept, because a lot of people were saying, why didn't we talk about sort of there are immigrants, like hundreds of immigrants who yeah. died on that ship that, you know, a couple of days ago. And we didn't talk about that the same. And there weren't anybody, like, we didn't have everybody rushing out, getting rescue crews left and right for, it's just the billionaires that get all the. Totally. But I mean, I think it's because it's just a fascinating yeah. head scratching like the, the the stepson in it too, like just the story's just so peculiar, and we and we don't have the answers yet. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find out a lot of those answers. Do you think we won't see any more tourists going down to the Titanic after this? What do you think will happen? I think people will go back down there. You think? Oh yeah. As early as next week. Well, I mean, if they have got, if there's a way that a company is making money out of it and can sell you on the fact that this one's safe, then sure. Why? Why not? I mean, I'm not sure how much competition there is around the. But, it, but to watch someone horrifically die and then be like, ah, give it a shot. Yeah, but do pe- people still do sort of like death-defying sort of 
people are into those adrenaline junkie type. Yes, yeah. someone did die doing what I'm doing. That's why I'm gonna do it. Yeah, it won't be me. It won't be me. Mm. Oh, people will be back out there next year. You know, the the story and the and the movie, the Titanic. You know, with Leonardo DiCaprio, is too popular. I watch it once a month. This might actually encourage more people to, to go out and see the Titanic because it just it's br brought the Titanic back to focus. It's gonna do the opposite. It might, unfortunately, but. Yeah, very, very sad story. Um, now, another big rescue that's been dominating headlines is the Colombian children who survived a plane crash in the Amazon. Uh, we covered, actually, this story in a TMZ documentary that's coming out tonight. Um, TMZ investigates the miracle children of the Amazon. Um, it's super interesting. It's on Fox at 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, I'll definitely check that out. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. On to our next story. You were out in Ventura yesterday. Yes. And you spotted the tenant who used to live at Kevin Costner and his ex-wife's uh, place in Carpinteria near Santa Barbara. Yeah. Um, you spoke to him because there are sort of allegations or rumors out there that he, he got confronted by Kevin Costner for allegedly sleeping with his ex-wife or it, it was uh, assumed that maybe this quite handsome young man had a role to play in this messy divorce. Correct. So you saw him out yesterday. So I saw him out yesterday. Like you said, the article said basically that Kevin Costner went up and accused him of sleeping with his wife. So I obviously straight out asked him, did you sleep with his wife? He said, no, absolutely not. Never happened. Um, I'm a friendly guy. Let, let's listen. Let's listen to your interview now because we got a clip from it. What happened with your tenancy at the Costners? Why did you leave? I uh, just, you know, had to move on. There's a story out there that's saying that Kevin confronted you about hooking up with Christine. Uh, did uh, you? No, absolutely not. You never did. Absolutely not. No. He's a really good guy, and I have no problem with him whatsoever. Are you guys friends now? Um. No, I mean, I, I just was a tenant. I just had a tenant-landlord relationship, so, yeah. But you've never hooked up with her? Absolutely not. You got, but you guys were friendly? You know, I'm a nice guy. I try to be friendly to everybody, so, uh, yeah. It was just nothing more than friendly there's neighbors. Just, there's nothing there. So how much of what he's saying do you believe? Do you think that maybe he overstepped the mark? Do you believe that Kevin Costner, you know, confronted him or not? Like, what, what, having met him and, and, and went through this, what, what do you believe is the truth? So I actually did ask him whether Kevin Costner confronted him or not, and he wouldn't tell me. He said, I'm not going to comment. Okay. So I absolutely believe Kevin 
did confront him. He's a young, good-looking guy who's living adjacent to where the family home was, apparently spending a fair bit of time with the ex. While Kevin Costner's off filming Yellowstone, and she has nothing else to do. Okay, there might not be fire, but that's a little bit of smoke. That's a lot of smoke. I think it's embers. Embers even? Yes. Wow. I I mean, like, I saw this guy in person yesterday. Uh He's tall, his muscles... He is very attractive, so whether or not he wanted to sleep with her, I don't know. I guarantee she wanted to sleep with him. <laughs> yeah, because you did. Uh, yes, <laughs> I saw him. I walked out and go, hello. <laughs> wow. Woo. Could hardly conduct the interview, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was breathless for a reason. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, it's a very interesting story Anyway, this Kevin Costner ex-wife, because it's just like the messiest thing ever. She wants nearly $250,000 a month in child support, which, I mean, I'm not here to judge if that's too much or too little because they live a lot more extravagant lives than me or you. And so maybe to live, the, the kids can't go from like their... $100 $100 million house, like living in luxury with Kevin. And then you got to spend the weekend with mom and they live in like a, a crappy apartment. You've got to like go from one to the other and it got to be kind of seamless. It doesn't really happen like that with regular people. That just happens with celebrities. Oh, really? Yes. I went from a big house during the week to st- spending a tiny apartment, sleeping on the couch during the weekends with my dad. So it's just a celebrity problem. Really. Shout out to Mr. Miller. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> um, wow. So... So this is such an interesting turn to this story, though. Yeah. Do you think that Kevin's going to come out and uh, and say... No. You, you, do, do you believe that they slept together or not? Like, obviously, we don't know. Um, I don't know if they slept together. I feel like there's a good chance they did. I feel like they were definitely flirty. It sounds like they were hanging out all the time. And I feel like... I have a hard time believing it didn't happen, but he's saying it didn't. So I guess... Right. You have to take him on his word. And now you kind of, did you get his number after the interaction? Maybe you can be the next wrinkle to this story, Melanie. Oh, I'd love that. No, he hopped in the car right away. Ah, damn. Okay. Better luck next time. Yeah. But well done on that clip. Thank you. I always love it when my, you know, camera girl in arms gets like a massive clip, goes all around the world. Very proud. What am I, your um, protege? Protege. Protege. Does that make me your mentor? Yes, you are my mentor. Wow. I spent, you know, I spent a lot of time on the phone with you mentoring me out of... Out of various crises. It's a hard job. It's, it can be quite a hard job. Yeah. Well, I'm glad and I, and I hope I'm not responsible for your mistakes then as well if I'm your mentor. No. No mistakes ever happen anyway. <laughs> um, our final story is two of the richest guys, most powerful guys in the world seem like they're going to fight. Um, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are going back and forth on social media. Mark's like doing it on his, on his platforms when El- and Elon's doing it on his platforms that he owns, Twitter and like Facebook and Instagram and stuff. Um, they, it, it seems to have started their beef because Facebook Meta, Meta is coming up with a, a rival to Twitter. Appa- oh. Apparently it's going to be called like Threads. Or something to do with threads. And okay. there's going to be, um, it's going to be big competition. Um, you, you, you're going to be, there's a thought that you're going to be able to transport your followers from Facebook or Instagram and move them onto this new platform where it's all about text. And that so you don't have to start over. So you don't have to start over from zero followers because that's the big thing, keeping Twitter, you know, the biggest one because that's where all your followers are. Right. So, um, They've been going back and forth, and now it seems like they might do a cage fight in mm. Vegas. I love it. That's what um, Elon Musk wants to do it in a Vegas 
octagon. He said, you know, if this is for real, I'll do it. I'm sure... I'm sure Earth can't wait to be exclusively under Zuckerberg's thumb with no other options. This he is, says, like, talking about Zuckerberg's power. I think this is the coolest thing ever. I think that that Zuckerberg is going to wipe the floor with Musk. He would. He would. But I also feel like it, it is interesting because Elon Musk is a bit of a, if I would, a cockroach. Uh-huh. And I feel like they find their way to worm out of situations. And I do feel like at the last minute we could see, like, Elon Musk kind of take him down. I don't think Elon will go through with this. Why? Um, because A, I think he'd lose. And B, he owns so many, he owns like public companies. So if he was really embarrassed and shown he was like weak or he did something that didn't reflect well on him, the stock prices of his companies would plummet. But I think he's also a troll and I think that he doesn't care that much and he'd rather like picket people. And like you saw what he did with Tesla, Dogecoin, Twitter. He bought it for $44 billion that wasn't worth it. He doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. There's a thought that he just, he's all ego, less sort of like yeah. foresight. But I, I bet he'll start training for this. He could. He should. He probably... Oh, I'm pumped to see this. It'd be the biggest pay-per-view fight ever um, between these two nerds. Yeah. Um, but uh, Elon said that he doesn't even work out. Like, personally, he doesn't work out. Where we've seen Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg is like a master jujitsu like student. Like, we saw him. He placed in a jujitsu tournament yeah. with other fighters recently. He yeah. is like... We see Zuckerberg doing all sorts of, you know, those nerds that are really strong nerds. Like yeah. there's some really strong nerds out there who do like endurance running or yeah. they do like this martial arts. Yeah. Um, he's one of them. And he's like, I, I wouldn't back myself definitely in a fight against him, let alone but Elon. Do, doesn't Elon feel a little bit like Jake Paul? Like nobody thinks he's that serious. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Maybe Elon is... I'd love to see the fight. I guarantee he'll drop whatever he's doing and spend the next however long till this match training and come out and... It'd be, it'd be whatever very, you're doing. It'd be, I would pay like forty nine ninety nine for it on, you know, some fight channel. Would you? Maybe not, but I'd probably try to stream it <laughs> for free somewhere. Go to a bar. Yeah, go to a bar, watch the clips the next day. Yeah. I would be, I would be pretty moderately interested. Okay. Moder- moderately interested in this fight. Would you would you go and cover it for TMZ? Would you fly out to Vegas? Go fly cover me it? out, Harvey. I'm down. You'll wait outside the stadium. Absolutely. Are you kidding? You, I want to get in the stadium. You, you, you'd probably try and work your way in. Yes. Wow. I want to see it. I, oh, it, it, it would be so good. I'm pumped on this. Yeah, I would like to see you there too, like covering the fight for TMZ. Yeah. Zuckerberg, how'd you feel after the first round? <laughs> okay, good. You're in there in the ring. You're getting special comments during the rounds. I like this. Musk in the corner, like, uh, trying to wipe the snot off his face. Wow. Now we're getting some commentary. Yeah. I like, I like it a lot. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much for joining me here today, Melanie. Thank you for having me, Charlie. Congrats on the monster clip. Thanks. Thanks okay. for your help with it. Uh, no worries at all. We'll catch you guys here tomorrow. Bye. Bye. 